once again. Off the back fence, we are done for round three, as always. I'm your host, Was. Alongside me is my co-host, Ing Melbourne Coombsy. Bit of a switcheroo this week, mate. I'm currently in lockdown and you're free as a bird. Yep, I'm free as a bird. Broncos are winning. Broncos are in town on Friday night. And even the Lions are in town on Thursday. Could I be going on a double header of footy this weekend? Maybe. Maybe, mate. Yeah, it's a bit of a strange one. Brisbane going into lockdown at 5pm as we record. Yeah, back home. Back home for until at least Thursday. Hopefully this lockdown doesn't last any longer than the three days they've allocated, but we will see. But that's not why we're here. We're here to talk all the sport that happened over the weekend. Mate, I had a bit of a busy weekend. I was only able to catch the KO minis of all the games, but a lot of surprising results. Um, I was laughed about a certain result, but we'll get to that point when we get there. Um, yeah, but mate, well, let's let's get let's get into it. NRL round three results. We'll start on Thursday evening at Blue Bet Stadium in Penrith. The Penrith Panthers twelve, Melbourne Storm ten. This is probably the only game I saw in its entirety. It was a it was a bell ringer. Probably game of the year so far. Oh. It was up there with the it was up there with the Storm Para game in round two. Yeah. Just had everything. Um, yeah, like it, well, congrats to the Panthers to hold off the Melbourne Storm. Uh, Kurt Mel- Cable scoring the try at the very end and uh, Critter get, getting the goal. But holy Jesus! Back to back weeks for Justin Olam backing himself and not getting the chocolates. Bit of a yeah. tough look. And then also the tough look of the offside from the kick return. Yeah, there, there's a, a lot of call. border call. It is a, but you've seen them called for lesser options sometimes. Um, yeah, Kirk. <laughs> you have to carry this Kirk Capewell thing. So my text message I sent to you during the game, I've still got it in my head. I can't even remember. Like I've I've been drinking way too much wine over the yeah, weekend. <laughs> Oh Jesus! Yeah, let's let's leave that in the past. Yeah. He, he's been he's been phenomenal for the Panthers since he's moved over there. Um, yeah. They've been they've been great. Uh, yeah, Panthers held off the Storm. They Storm looked pretty good most of the game. Like, but like we said, cracking game of football, just tight the whole way. Uh, the Panthers covered as one point five uh, for underdogs. The over was nowhere close. It was thirty six and a half. It was under by no shot. We went terribly on Thursday night. We started off really poorly for the weekend, but we brought it back in. Uh, not too much else for the game. I think the only issue, uh, yeah, probably just Justin Olam leaving Ado Car unmarked to oh, seal yeah. the game. But and that, I think that's what they've instilled in Melbourne too. So you back yourself. I'd probably give Justin Olam nine times out of ten he gets that down. Yeah, it was a but luck of the art or arm placement of Kikau. Yeah, after trading the biggest dive since FIFA World Cup. Yeah, I he, think- saw, he was de- definitely trying to milk it, but uh, just they got up and made the saving play. So that's oh, what oh, the-, the game was basically. Cam Munster. Really now is taking the leadership role of game manager in that team. Yeah, which, which he, I think he has to do. I know Jerome Hughes can steer him around, but with Munster, anything can hap- happen with him with the ball in his hands, essentially. But that'll be good. I think they're really, really reeling for um, Harry Grant to come back as soon as possible, too. So big cheese, big cheese. He was glowing at when he cut off. Yeah, he's. I think with the preseason and the lateness of the injury, I think we touched on it last week too with how the Parramatta game went. 
his preseason probably isn't built for playing 80 minutes a hooker. No. But but I think Grant's back in a couple of weeks' time, which is good. But yeah, congrats to Penrith. Like they've started again three and zero this year, which is fantastic for them. It's, everything's humming at the foot of the mountains, which is good. Cleary's back this week. Matt Burton, very very good uh, as the seven for Penrith. They're like the what dogs have got a fantastic that? pickup. Yeah, his kicking game was outstanding on Thursday evening. Distance for the boot. Off a couple of steps too, like a lot of power in the in the kick. That's for sure. Mm. But he was fantastic. He, he he drove that team around quite well. Not not as as involved as Cleary would be in those circumstances, I think. But he did his job. Luau did his job as the five eight. So Panthers are rolling three and zero. Move to uh, Friday. Oops, sorry. They do have some injury. They lose Dylan Edwards this week. Um, they and they can't. They're going to have to play with Tyron May fullback because Brett Naden. Um, got himself suspended as well as Robert Jennings in um, New South Wales. New South Wales. Cup this week. Right. There was a talk of potentially Stephen Crichton going back to the back too, which isn't the worst option for them because they could probably slot Tyro May more into the centres rather than fullback. But we'll have to see when the team list comes out on Tuesday. We move to Friday evening. I think there was a – like this is definitely reserve grade – points the dragons 38 manly 12 dragons were good very very good very good um yeah seagulls are terrible there's no other adjectives to describe them at the moment they've just got nothing going for them yeah they were just see i think the seagulls are um, the wooden spoon at the moment like there was a poll put up a couple of days ago, and it's like who's favourite for the uh, for the spoon, and it was between Manly, the Bulldogs, and Cowboys. And we'll get to the Cowboys at the very end of the round. But yeah, the Dragons were humming along at uh, Wind Stadium down in Wollongong. Just tries galore. Everybody scored except for your boy Ravalawa. Yeah, Ravalawa. <laughs> yeah. People across the line, but the Dragons are looking good. They're going to struggle yeah. with another in like losing Ben Hunt for four to six weeks with the. Impact um, fracture on tibia. No, fibula. Yeah. Fibula. Fibula. Fibia, yeah. Yeah, so... Like, I think they're, I think they're covered, though, with Adam Clune coming in because Corey Norman had an all right game. Like, he was good. Um, Matt Dufty, he's very rocks and diamonds, but he had a pretty good game himself. Like, he made a mistake, which led to a Garrick try in that first half. But, McCulloch's, yeah, the Dragons... McCulloch's leadership on the field is pretty prevalent in the team at the moment, like... He's driving around, something that Cam McInnes wasn't able to do as much. Yeah. Like, McInnes was good in certain areas, but he was more of a ball runner rather than passing the ball. And that's why Hunt went to nine at the back end of last year when McInnes went to 13. But, yeah, the Seagulls, they've got a lot to worry about. They, I, I don't think Tommy Turbo is going to save this at the moment. And it makes the contract extension for Des a little bit interesting to see why they did it so early in the season. But they're, they're definitely in the mix for Spoon. Like, the team that I picked with the Warriors, like, they are now, they're now two and one, and we'll get to their game a little bit later on. But the Seagulls are just proving proving us very much wrong that they could be the Spoons. The main event on Friday evening, though, I was in the air, I was flying, but what the game. South Sydney Rabbitohs 26, the Sydney City Roosters 16 at Stadium Australia. Thor was in attendance. Jeff Goldblum was in attendance. Natalie Portman. Holy, holy moly. But yeah, Big Rusty was in the crowd too. Like I'm pretty sure he was hosting, but 
Oh, uh, Luke Andrews, you can suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, laughed at me when I said rabbits, and look what happened. There is yeah. still some mental scars from last year's flogging. Um, I think the rabbits know how to play the roosters, and it was on show again. Like, they beat them up, yeah. and, like, they caught oh, yeah, well, the, the young guy punched Jai Arrow in the back of the head because they got frustrated. Then Jai Arrow yeah. said, on your way, champ. Got him champion. Oh, Daniel Saluka Fafita. Not, wouldn't be wrong for a Fafita to do something stupid on a football field. Oh. But, yeah, the, the Rabbitohs, from all the highlights I watched in the back end of the game when I got into the, um, the airport, they looked on fire. Latrell's humming at the moment. Uh, currently the leader in the Daily M's on seven points, but... He's going to be the difference maker in a lot of these games yeah. this year. And the, like we met, like we mentioned in the preview for the season, like he's happier. He's at a. I think he's at at playing weight now. He's I, I just think he, and he's, he's moving. To be young, he's stopped trying to be Greg Eagles and just become the player as Latrell Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, and it's fantastic to watch, and he's happy. I I have always been a, not a big Latrell fan, especially at the Roosters, because he did a lot of like niggly shit that really frustrated me. But as soon as something went wrong for him, he'd just go into his shell, and that'd be him for the game. Happened at many Broncos games where he'd do he'd drop a ball, make a mistake, and the Broncos pounced him all game and got the win. But yeah, they were good. Cody Walker with two tries, Dan Gagai and Mansour the other two, they were fantastic. Probably the big news out of this game, though, was the two major injuries. Lachlan Lamb going down with an MCL. He's out for four to six. But the biggest injury, Luke Keary, torn ACL six to nine months. This is this is Sam Walker time now. Like They're yeah. going to have a very young halves combination, whoever that's going to be alongside and, Sam Walker. And, and yeah, they... What, how, how is the Sombrero going to make this work? Like... That's a big loss. Oh, it's. I, I don't like, know where they, like what, who they're going to pick to play at six. Like, like, the, like the obvious, the obvious choice now is Sam Walker and Suwali. Yeah, like Suwali could be playing next this this round in round four for the Roosters. Pull back for the Roosters and then pushing Teddy to six. I still think that's the stupidest argument in the world. I, I can't see that. I can't see that happening with Teddy. He's more of a ball runner, not a playmaker. Like he's a fantastic support, and that's where you need him. I think Sawali could be the six, or Walker could be the six. I just don't know how they do it. You're going to find a seven, like unless you let Jake Frank go back to where he played as a junior, playing seven. It's 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 a bit of a conundrum for the Chooks, but. Uh, it's 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 very worrying. I've now got the Roosters like barely making the eight with Kiri out. Like he makes things go. As Brett Morris mentioned, it's him and Tedesco. With him gone now, a lot of that pressure is on Tedesco. Yeah. But as the ball player, he still needs early ball from his six or seven, depending on who that is. But the Rabbitohs, credit to them. Like they've like in the last two showings against the Roosters, they've put the points on. They've held them out. They've done a good job. Like most of the Roosters' points came in the back end of that game. So the scoreline was definitely different to what it reads, but yeah, the Rabbitohs is going to be tough to beat. They're now two and one. Saturday slate will start with probably the most exciting game of the round and a bit controversial. Uh, the Canberra Raiders thirty-one, the New Zealand Warriors thirty-four slash thirty-four. Get Taylor Two things. 
It was literally very, very, off. very much so. Just watching the highlights. So the Raiders were fantastic that first half, just blowing the Warriors away. Few controversial calls going the Warriors' yeah. way. Yeah, and, but- and it was brought out. It was brought out today with Graham Ansley coming out and saying that the forward pass from Nickarima to uh, Masilla Murdoch was forward, oh, right. which led to Brady-esque. a Oh yeah, like I, I'm not arguing it, but the problem is Perinara was right in position, yeah. so it's really tough for a referee in the moment to either call it or expect their linesman to call it. And now that Annesley's come back, well, and that was the thing. Perinara wasn't supposed to be refereeing that. Uh, the lead referee at the time got ill or injured right before the game, and it just so happened that he was there in the area for a New South Wales Cup game. So it just turned out that he would be refereeing that game. Bit of history I didn't realise between Ricky Stewart and Perinara. Uh, the, the Ricky's Ricky's press conference, very Marshawn Lynch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> where man, he, I'll answer this. No, I won't answer this. Rah, rah, rah. He's like, I won't say the truth. And like, I think, like a lot of people appreciated that because he would have got fined and whatnot, but I think there's different ways of handling that because he, I think Ricky understands that the media is going to come at him because they know they can get a reaction out of him. But yeah, credit to the Warriors anyway. They came back out of nowhere. That try saver by two of us is Sheck at the very end for Rapana. It was just brilliant. Um, I just didn't deny them that. Like you could feel for the my theory is if the right. Raiders finished with 17 healthy bodies. They were going to run away with it. Yeah, they would have. Like We'll touch on that at the end of the round. But, but, but yeah, you're right. It, it affected a lot of teams this weekend. Big props to Curtis Scott playing with um, 40 minutes with a fractured slash floating rib. I didn't realize that. Mate, he did not look good. Like He'd tackle and it'd be like two-hand touch. Oh God! That's- I can think of I can think of nothing worse playing any type of contact sport with either rib cartilage or broken rib. Like that would be just the most painful thing. It's uh, so good to see Sebastian Chris actually getting in the side, moving into the second row late in the last minute. Tom Starling came in, and I know Tom Starling has a lot of big raps on him, which makes it very interesting on how Ricky has that side. But yeah, credit to the Warriors now two and one in the season. They're going great guns. Like surprisingly, Brownie's getting this team to go. Hmm. And making out, making me currently look like an absolute goose calling him the wooden spooners, but Sean it's neither O'Sullivan here nor there. What's that? Sorry, Sean O'Sullivan from Warriors uh, had a good game. Our former Bronco, yeah, and Nickarima also. Like Nickarima had some fantastic plays. That try he scored where he's running cross field was just slice and dice straight through. It's fantastic. But enough of that. That after two hundred and sixty odd days. We're on the winner's books, winner's circle, whatever you like to call it. The Brisbane Broncos. against the Bulldogs? Yeah, we celebrated that win like we'd won the premiership also. But the Brisbane Broncos 24, the Canterbury Bulldogs nil at uh, Suncorp Stadium, not packed due to potential COVID outbreak, (laughs) which we know now. Good from the Broncos. A bit of a a shithouse first half, though. Oh, mate, what a... That was, that was diabolical. The handling errors. Kyle Flanagan looked like a lesbian. The, you've got to have the ball handling skills of a lesbian. But, like, that's for another time, that joke. Um, 
it was it was like watching C grade touch mixed touch on a Thursday night. Yeah, I got I got Wherever to I got into pick, the bar a little early before the game. <laughs> I got to pick up a little bit of the game at one of the last wineries while I was down in Adelaide, but on the way home. I got score updates from one of my good mates and by the end of it, by the time we got back into Adelaide, 24-0, like wins a win, holding the Bulldogs to nil is great. Yeah, good team, good second half. Deedon got a start at the very end of the game. He got a try, which was good. Coates has scored a double and Jermaine Osako was fantastic in this game. In that second half, he really took his opportunities and ran with it, which was really good to see. Jermaine Osako we saw a couple of years ago. Yeah, like that try he scored against the Roosters always sticks in my mind where he just ran away with it and broke Cooper Cronk's ankles. Like that's the Osako that I love to see. Uh, Mate, a win's a win. Like I know you messaged me and said we're back. We're I said, just, let, I just like let's just let's just pump no, no, the brakes. No, no, no. we're, we're winning this week. Broncos. <laughs> oh, don't don't. We got yeah. We're, we're currently above the storm. we're currently above the storm. We're playing a but, storm. Yeah, we are. A uh, bit of an interesting one for the Broncos, and we'll touch on that after the round recap. But now with the COVID uh, outbreak, they'll be yeah ma- making it very interesting for the next two rounds. Yeah, Bulldogs, though, there's nothing really good to say about that. They've got a bunch of injuries also, but just nothing's going for them. No. It's really it's really hard to see where they're going to get a win. They may really push Manly. They may really push the Dragons but and the Cowboys, but I just, I just can't see a win. It makes it really difficult to justify spending up on so many outside backs when you clearly need forwards. Yeah. Probably the big news, actually the second win of that day was actually Trent Barrett saying that they lost the interest from Brendan Piacura, the young oh. second role for Brisbane. I think that's going to be, if, if he Man, signs with Brisbane. That day that I think as the deadline passed with Tony Staggs, yeah, we well, I think that I think that's in the back of the mind now. Currently, with trying to focus on the next couple of rounds, but we'll see. We'll soon see what happens with um, Tony Staggs. I honestly don't think it'd be and be a non-issue if he goes somewhere else, and we have the money to spend it on for Dearden. I honestly want that, but because uh, I heard this week that Milford is not going to be offered a new contract. Interesting. I'd love to. I've always ben loved Dobbin. to. Oh, I don't trust Dobbo. Don't trust Dobbo. I trust Dobbo. Dobbo more than other buddy. I trust Dobbo more than James Hooper. <laughs> yeah, but everybody trusts anybody but more than James Hooper. No, James Hooper is an absolute potato. I don't see Milford getting offered another contract next year. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens anyway. Like, there's a lot of football to go. But yeah, first win in the in the year. We got it early anyway, so that's good. Next four to five rounds are going to be very very interesting. But we'll touch on that soon. Last game for Saturday. Yeah, a bit of a bit of the I same as the Raiders I watched, game. I watched the D's go. You watched the you watched the AFL. I hate the Sharks. Okay, that's good. Well, I'll give you the score anyway. <laughs> Parramatta beat Parramatta twenty eight to four against the Cronulla Sharks at Bank West. Not as wet as Bank West was last week, which was good. Ferguson with a double. Like I'd, Ferguson picking up a ball, running three metres, putting it down, then doing a backflip. Just I, I don't get it. I know he's happy, but Christ. Uh, the Sharks, now this is this is the game where they lost three blokes to HIA and another one to an MCL. But they were they had to play without subs for forty minutes and you you're not gonna you're not gonna stick with the team. They they hung with them though. They didn't they only scored two tries in the first half and then from the second half they didn't really run away with it until the last eleven minutes. So 
yeah, there wasn't too much I had on this game. Paras, para. Like, they're always going to win. I think the big talking point was that actually after the game where ScoMo went into the sheds and there was just a big uproar. Yeah. Not a good but, time, mate. Read the room. Yeah, well, you can't you, you, you can't mix sports and politics apparently, but we're not going to get into that. Sunday afternoon, let's get, let, we'll finish off strong. First game was actually a cracker. I got to get to see a bit of this. So the Newcastle Knights upset. 20. Sorry? This was an upset. Yeah, this the was an upset. basically shot himself on the foot by having nine handling errors in the first half. Yeah. So Newcastle Knights 20, West Tigers 24, and West winning it in the last five minutes, upsetting Mitchell Pierce's 300th game celebration. This is the I think this is the Tigers that have got all the hype in the preseason. Like they've been this is the team that's probably gonna go. Luke Brooks obviously a bit of criticism dur- during the week. Had a decent game, but it was four tries apiece. The only difference was uh, conversions. Texoy missing a couple of early ones. Yeah, Tigers winning it on the 70, uh, 72nd minute. Nofaluma is going to score that. He's always going to put that down. But yeah, I think name name a better duo than buddy Mitch Pearce and Milestone games. You can't and you well, can't win them. He's just. I did love the sto- I did love the story earlier in the week from I think it was words from uh, Wayne Pierce who is a legend of the game saying three words to sum up your um, son and one of them was accountability I was like oh I don't know about that Wayne not very accountable mate for all the bullshit that your son's done in the last couple of years but yeah. hey congratulations and congratulations to Mitch Pierce for getting the three hundred games, games. three hundred games it's a very small club and like it shows length of career durability. Yeah. Just it's just, it's just, you just remember that Mitchell Pierce did come into the league as a seventeen or eighteen year old too. He's been around the traps for a long time. Won premierships, won an A Origin series as a back, well, essentially as a backup to Cleary. But yeah, I th- <laughs> this was this really had dropped the ball for the Knights. Like they came really strong to t- overtake the West in the very back end, and then to let Nofaluma score was really good that the Knights fans giving it to John Dom young, the young play, the player wearing 32 on these back. Fantastic areas. Yes. A good but, squad number. Fantastic squad number, but he like, he copped a fair bit of criticism for his game. Like he had a couple of handling errors, but that's probably going to happen to a young player playing first grade in the NRL coming from England. So it is what it is. But yeah, West, that was an upset. The West are on the board now. Uh, I think the Knights are sitting oh, two and one now. Yeah. So that's all right. Last game of the round and probably the most unexpected one. North yeah. Queensland Cowboys, eight. Gold Coast Titans, 44. Oh, and I have some fucking egg on my face. No, I think I think what we said was warranted. Like I, I, I'll admit I was wrong giving them... I get. I, I think I tipped the Titans to go overhead, but I tipped the Cowboys because of the chat we had last week of them like being one or two games away from a performance. Yeah, that wasn't good. Yeah, that was Josh McGuire summed it up in his press conference. Was soft. Yeah, very soft underbelly. Mm. Like there but, is some player unrest. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if he's lost it very early to say he's lost the dressing room or is he just I don't think he's I don't think I don't think he's lost the the locker room so to speak just yet like three games in 
I don't think Peyton has. I think they have the squad to do it, but they definitely need a bit of a reshuffle. I think Drinkwater at six makes a lot of sense. Val at one made a lot of sense. Clifford was a okay, but it's very good when he gets it going. Yeah, when he gets it going, when his forward pack who weren't going forward, yeah. that that Titans forward pack stomped an absolute mud hole. Oh, in, in that, Tyrone Peachy probably had his best game since leaving the Panthers. Yeah, like he like he started with Fu, um, Tino Fusumuali. Oh, oh, I still but moving to the edge, and then Tyrone Peachy played a lock with moving Mo Fodawaka to um, the bench. The, be- the be- yeah, like it was like the. I think they've like I think it's a good rotation that Holbrook's got, especially if they got Big Tino, Peachy rotating in that and having Peachy come off the bench in certain areas. Obviously, he's identified when Peachy can come on and make a bit of an impact. In this game, he could have made an impact at any stage. Titans were good though. Like Fafita scored another try. Like you're not going to stop him. Jay Brimson getting the double. Yeah, Brimson getting a double. Corey Thompson getting a double. Philip Sammy was fantastic. He broke bloody someone's ankles. Yeah, yeah, but we did get to see Hamasai Tabawai Fido score. I was pretty happy with that. Like he he gets into a bit of open space, he gets a try. I'm pretty happy with that. Also, the Cowboys don't have a goal kicker. Like Val's uh, was zero from two. Like that was pretty woeful. Yeah, bit of a dis- disappointing showing for the home fans up in Townsville. Also, so it's, I. Yeah, makes it's going to be for a very, very interesting season. Like I think we talked about it season preview wise that the Cowboys had a very big up upside to them this year with Peyton coming in and the squad they had. Yeah, and makes it very, yeah, makes it very, very interesting. Michael Morgan being pulled out last minute, shoulder soreness could possibly be medically retired by round four. Hopefully not, but. Yeah, like that would be a very sad way to go out, but he it's the same way that st- like JT went out too with his shoulders. Yeah, obviously, JT went a little bit later in his career, but Morgo's been around for a long, long time. It would be a sad way to end it on injury wise because he's been he, like you think about it a local junior from North Queensland winning them by putting them through like to win their grand final, oh, their yeah. only grand final back in 2015. Oh, yeah. yeah. And like that run he had in 2017, like he was easily one of the best players in the league when they got the Cowboys to the uh, to the grand final that year, even though they lost. And his body's just giving, giving up on him. Yeah, but if hell of a round, like some fantastic results, a couple of upsets, which we love to see. We we just touched on Michael Morgan's injury, and it, we'd be remiss not to touch on what had happened over the weekend, but. What? A lot of injuries, a hell of a lot of injuries. Like I'm bringing it up now with the NRL physio, and he went into a fair bit of depth um, on his Instagram live. I think it was on yesterday. But you have the amount of HIA injuries across the board. There was two teams that had no subs going into the last 20 minutes of a game, the Sharks into the last 40. There might be a HIA medical sub be brought in from this week. Yeah, they've talked no, about it. Um, no, it, just, it, yeah, just it. If it has, it can only be HIA, not like AFL done it where you get to see clubs bend it. HIA, there's no, there's no wiggle room wiggle with room that. With it, yeah, yeah, but like you think about it, like uh, the amount of HIA. Was there ten? Like one, one, two, three, four, four five, five, six, seven, eight. Like I got eight here. Yeah, eight, eight. eight HIAs. There was an ACL. 
Um, yeah, there was talk of it. I think Peter Volandis has shot that down saying he wants to see evidence of like the game being faster that's yeah, contributing right. to these injuries. Last year. You can see it right now. It's a game of touch. They're playing touch yeah. football with yeah, playing back. Oh, it's, I, I'm a bit hit and miss with it. I can understand it, but the amount of HIAs that are coming to like to like coming forward in games now is just frightening. But yeah, there's a, there was a lot of injuries. Obviously, the ACL to Luke here is a major one for the Chooks. MCL for Lachlan Lamb. You had HIAs all over the shop. I think Sione Katoa for the Sharks had an MCL too. Yeah, it's a, it's a worrying sign, definitely for the league, especially if the superstars of the game are just going to continually get injured if the speed is going to happen. I did see Cody Walker come out and say he wouldn't mind this game getting faster, but what's the point of that? Yeah, it's I've, it's just going to have a one-body site type player, prototype player. What happens, like, the forwards are just going to now become outside backs. The outside backs are like, just going to become like mutants, and the the halves are just going to be smaller mutants. Oh, uh, they've! I think they've just—they're really set on having like the the little man back in the game. Which I just—you need—you need big blokes and you need little blokes. That's that's all it is. You can't speed can't kill. If that's the case, then you're going to have to turn it into six on six touch football, essentially. Yeah. But. We'll see how the next couple of rounds go. I was still thinking that these new rules would have been scrapped by round four. It looks like they're going to be going ahead for a little bit longer. But, mate, anything that has t- like tickled your fancy over the weekend, anything good, bad, or ugly? My good would be the performance of the, the Broncos. I couldn't go past that. Oh, of course you couldn't have. Oh, mate, it's just happy. I was just happy to have a win. It's really good. Um, I couldn't really – I was just – like I was ended up watching the game, being in Victoria. They don't really like showing Broncos games. I was watching it in the pub with my KO, and I gave a couple of good, solid fist pumps up at the table. But yeah, what would be your good for the week? No, my good is probably the Warriors coming back and giving it to the Raiders. Obviously, the Raiders had a bit of like injury, like to really slow them up going yeah. into that last twenty minutes. But like, you can't knock a team that was down close to twenty points to come back and win it. Even, even depending on referee calls or yeah. circumstances or whatever, no, it's still uh, a fantastic effort. Yeah, it's a fantastic effort yeah. by a club to come back and do that. Anything ugly or bad? My bad would be the. Um, Manly defense, that is fucking horrific. Yeah. That is um, just, it's like, I don't care. Tom Trebojevic isn't going to bring defensive starch. No, he, he's, he's, there for, he's, he's there for speed and yeah. for playmake. Like, and um, probably my ugly would be seeing Jared Croker's fingers get popped in back in on the sideline while playing. And then yeah, two, that's, two tackles later being taking a, taking a hit up. Yeah. Yeah, no. Well, that's that's, that's that's now the bad for me was uh, uh, I don't know. Like the bad for me was probably like some of the some of the calls. uh, Like there's been there was obvious misses, but it's either nor the near or there. Uh, You're going to get those in games. You got to play it, roll with it. I think the one in the West Tigers games was pretty bad too, with the linesman with Dane Laurie kicking a ball back in to the field of play or putting it back into the field of play when it was clearly outside the field. 
Like that should have been out four times, like ten times out of ten. Is not as bad as the East Tigers one in Q Cup a couple of years ago, where whole mate was like five meters outside the field, oh, batted yeah. it back in, <laughs> and they played on. That was horrendous. Yeah, ugly, ugly. I'd probably go with the, like the Bulldogs and the and the Manly Seagulls, Cowboys too. Like just terrible efforts. Yeah, very. It's my very and like like I mentioned, there was a poll on one of the major NRL sites too, and. Yeah, like at the moment they're the the top three to get the spoon. But yeah, it was it another great weekend of football. Like great results all around. Like a few not upsets, but some results in former years you weren't expecting, especially. Uh, but yeah, it's good to see. We'll be back like Thursday. Like Thursday's pod is going to be fantastic to talk about because like the first three games leading. Yeah. But even so, the Thursday, like Thursday, Friday, and uh, like the Friday games, like you've got a nine dollar roughy, eight dollar roughy, and a ten dollar roughy. <laughs> it's it, like it's going to be fascinating to talk about with these uh, with these fixtures coming up. But mate, what do we say? We move into a little bit of NBA. Chart. Others, you want NBA? Yeah, we got NBA. We'll break up, break football off a bit. Yeah, well. Probably the biggest talking points out of the NBA currently is the new super teams that are starting to be assembled just as their run to the uh, to the playoffs occur. So San Antonio, they bought out LaMarcus Aldridge. He became an unrestricted free agent. He got snapped up by the Brooklyn Knicks, who are basically Thanos and just collecting the Infinity Stones right now. The Nets are winning it. I, I, I can't see it any other way. The Nets are turning like, salary cap in 2K21. That, yeah, that, like seriously, it's like now. So starting off with Kyrie and KD, they've now got Harden, Blake Griffin, uh, Lamarcus Aldridge. It's it's ridiculous. Like I don't like. It was always bad when like players went to the Warriors or the Miami Heat, but at the time there was only three major players that would go. Not yeah, like not. it was at one stage before old. Isn't a joke. Yeah, well, before Aldridge went to the Nets, there was 41 combined all-star appearances between, I think, Durant, Irving, Harden, Griffin, and, oh, there was someone else. I can't yeah. remember. DeAndre Jordan. But it, DeAndre Jordan. That's another, like, and De, like, DeAndre Jordan. Completely forgot that he's on the Nets. Uh, like it's just ridiculous. I can't. We can't go past that either because Andre Drummond got his buyout from Cleveland. He ended up at the Lakers. Uh, Aaron Gordon ended up at Denver. He got traded away. I think I, my boy RJ Hampton, uh, another player, and another two picks went to Orlando. Uh, Vukovic left Orlando. He got traded to the Bulls. So the Bulls are starting to build something now. Houston traded Victor Oladipo away to Miami. Avery Bradley, the clinic, Kelly Olynyk, and a draft swap went to. Houston Rockets. The Rockets are the worst team in the league, so they will get probably get close to a first round pick or the first pick in the draft next year. Kyle Lowry stayed at the Raptors. That was a bit surprising. Uh, the Pelicans sent JJ Redick to the Mavs. No Lonzo Ball trade. There was talk of him leaving the, the Pelicans also, but he's still there to stay. Other than that, there wasn't too like from my looking through. Rajon Rondo's going to LA. The other the, the Clippers. I think Lou Williams is being sent elsewhere for Atlanta. The, the, the LeBron killer. Oh yeah, yeah, the LeBron stopper. <laughs> 
But yeah, it's 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 absolutely mental now. But I think yeah, like we said, the biggest talking point is the Nets and losing it from here would be an absolute travesty with this team. But like, I can't see it happening with how the East is shaping weird, up. Like, I think there's been four or five games in the last month where they've been two dollar fifty um, outsiders. Yeah, well, I think that's when like Durant's been out with certain issues. Irving's gone out with certain issues. I think Harden's still eating his way back to health. Yeah, but <laughs> I just don't like many egos will sooner or later combust. Yeah, and uh, I don't believe in that. I, I, th- I think I think like they're two high quality players to like. There obviously it was one ball, but. With those type of quality, they're going to figure out in certain situation who needs it. Durant's probably the least the least selfish out of the, t- the big three. Oh, he's a point guard in the size of a guy and a center's yeah. body, essentially. Harley, I, I, I still take every shot, and then Kyrie wants to have uh, every game winner. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Uh, like Kyrie's got Griffin and DeAndre Jordan now as their bigs. Yeah. Yeah, like they're, they're going to be unstoppable for the Lakers. Drummond going to the Lakers is a good pickup for them. I think it adds a bit of cover too because yeah. obviously LeBron LeBron being out, AD coming back very soon or he's back now. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's the Nets to lose this year, surprisingly. Yeah, I think it would be the Nets. I don't think the Clippers, when the Lakers are fit, can hold a I keep for- I keep forgetting that the Clippers are a quality side. Like they got Kawhi, they got Paul George, they've got a decent supporting act around him. Now with Rondo at the point too, and actually the Clippers have Beverly too. Yeah. Like he's an absolute junkyard dog when it comes to defending as a point guard. Because they're sitting in the West, they're sitting third, a game game yeah. in front of the Lakers. Game it's in front of the Lakers. The um, Phoenix are sitting in second. Phoenix are a good side. Like so, like Chris Paul has got that team humming. The greatest ones, the Knicks. The Knicks, Come on, boys. The Knicks go, the go you boys. Oh, it's a good year. <laughs> it's a good year. They they're they're, fi- they're finally back. Tibbs has got him going. Like basically, he's got D Rose back there. He's basically got the Bulls going back, like to his Chicago Bulls days. Would you say that the the Rockets are tanking? Oh, they're not tanking. They're just bad. Like they like as soon as they, like with all. Did they the, get any picks for Harden? Oh, I think I I can't remember oh, now. I think there was. I think no, there was a three-way trade. So I think there was a couple of like decent draft picks plus a player or two from Cleveland. I think mm-hmm. it was. Like, I I don't understand NBA trades with the values in players. It's just all over the shop. But yeah, like that that happened uh, like on the weekend. It was absolute like Aaron Gordon going to Denver is good. Denver's a team that's in the mo- like the mentality of getting wins in playoffs now to get better players to go to Denver. Yeah. And Aaron Gordon is a solid player. <laughs> it was petty on Twitter too. He was saying that he um he's changed his jersey number from double zero for in Orlando to fifty based on what he should have scored in that dunk contest. <laughs> so that's <laughs> pretty funny. Speaking of other basketball too, the NCAA, NCAA bracket, we had the Sweet 16 over the weekend. Nothing to really write home, home about. The elite, uh, They're into the Elite Eight, which I think is uh, this... I think it's tomorrow. I think, there's a, I think there's a couple of games to finalize the Final Four for next weekend. Um, 
yeah, Gonzaga, the number one seed, and probably going to win it all now. Uh, they rolled Creighton. USC to beat Oregon Ducks. Michigan had a good win. They're another one seed. And UCLA, that UCLA-Alabama game was electric. For the most part, that the over hit because there was a three ball that uh, got the overtime, got it to overtime to pull the over. But yeah, they're into the Elite Eight now. I think matchups are playing yeah tomorrow to finalize the Final Four in the different regions. But this is the part of the tournament I'm not a big fan of because it's sort of this is where the cream do- does rise to the top. There's not too many Cinderellas. The only like double digit, like double digit seed is Oregon State, who potentially could be a team. They and you see actually my apologies UCLA Mick Cronin, great coach. Um, but yeah, that'll be very interesting if an 11 seed and a 12 seed. Like apparently, Oregon State are just an absolute wagon going into going into the tournament. Like that's like UCLA, Oregon, and I think it was Bay or USC. Pac-12 teams where no one really gave the Pac-12 an absolute chance to go well in the tournament. So Pack is back. Pack is back. Conference of Champions. Bill Walton always says, but he's always high. So who knows what he's on about? Uh, yeah, like it nearly does. Like, oh, we got the AFL that. run through. You got, you've got the AFL, do you? Yeah, I've got the AFL run through. So we'll start with um, get me up going. We'll start with, <laughs> Good we'll start with Thursday night. The Pies getting over the D, um, Blues. I think we both picked Carlton. No, I went Collingwood. Okay, I'm, yeah. Um, yeah, you went Blues. The, the, the Lions getting robbed. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I rolled into I rolled into Adelaide, and um, they were the, my good mate is a Geelong supporter, and he even said that last play was a hold, and it should have been a free it kick. Was a Brisbane, free but the ball as well, pick which one, yeah, pick poison. So I'm gonna say yeah, that's what? a Brisbane uh, win. <laughs> 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 Apparently, they don't get the points. Um, uh, Swans beating the Crows. I think we both hit the Swans there. Buddy had a great game, yeah. first game back. Yeah, in we two years. Yeah, both got the Swans. Um, Port Port beating the Bombers. That was pretty basic. I think the rumours yeah. of the chat coming down here from like local sports uh, radio is the Bombers are a good chance to be zero and ten by halfway through the season. Wow, there you go. Um, Saints losing to the D's. I tipped the D's. I went the Saints. The yeah, becoming a wagon. Yeah, they've only played two. It's only been two games. Like the Lions, it's zero and two. Um, the Suns beat in North Melbourne, which is pretty much writing on the wall that North Melbourne, I think North Melbourne and the Bombers will be playing out for Spoon. Um, yeah. This, this score will probably not reflect it. The t- Tigers beating um, Rich Hawthorne by 78 to 49. That was oh, a, yeah. That was basically the class of the Hawthorne boards kicking, kicking, um, uh, kicking ahead early, but Hawthorne hung in like a young team. Not with all the names that you're used to with the Hawks, but yeah, it played quite well. Western Bulldogs holding on for a tight victory against uh, West Coast in a high-scoring game. I did watch. Points. I on the Sunday we were waiting for our flight. I did end up watching a fair bit of this game in between the Tigers Knights game, and it was it was electric. It was good to watch. I think we both went um, toy the dogs there. Yeah, went the dogs, and then uh, Fremantle beating G- GWS over in the West. 
Yeah, the free. Um, fr- yeah, no, the fr- Frio had a fantastic start to the game. They, I think, they were up thirty-one to like six at quarter time. They were just ahead and then just kept going. So, no good stuff. One thing we didn't touch on, obviously, we're recording now after uh, lockdown in Brisbane. You've got teams from the Brisbane area now away from the home base. So Brisbane flew out today. They chartered a flight down to Sydney. I think they're going to base themselves out of Sydney now. Uh, for the next two rounds, they'll pl- they'll fly down to Melbourne. You're going to be watching them live, which will be good. Um, but they're, they're going to play South Sydney in Sydney the week after. So they basically got told about 10 a.m. to go home, pack their bags for two weeks and um, be right back for a charter flight down to Sydney. The Reds are stuck in Sydney also. Uh, they were, they're going to play Melbourne, I think, on Saturday night. So they're stuck in Sydney at the moment too. And, um, yeah, triple header for you potentially. And the Lions too, like the Lions were in Geelong uh, and they weren't allowed to fly back to Brisbane. So they're still living on just an overnight bag currently. So Here, a bit of an interesting one now. Yep. I'm going to put in an early uh, multi for the week. We'll call it the Queensland trifecta. <laughs> All COVID teams to win. Um, I'm going to say Lions beat... <laughs> Lions to beat the Pies, just Reds to beat the Rebels, and then I'm just going to get the last one, the NRL. I just want to check the line we're giving. It'd be plus 12. Plus 12 20. And a half. Take the Broncos at plus 20. Surely not. I reckon no. that like that was that was like the Warriors pick last. Yeah, that was like the Warriors pick last week where they gave him 11 and a half start, and I was like, they will make this close. Like that was fantastic. Mate, I, Twenty, 20 but you, I, you should see you should see the lines for the first three games for the NRL. It's it's ridiculous. Oh yeah, it's this, this it's twenty one. I think we'll ta- Oh yeah, this is this is going to be ugly. Yeah, I I th- I can see a couple of games being absolute blowouts, but I like the Brisbane odds because I feel like they could keep it tight. With Melbourne are a good side, but I just don't know if they're going to keep it up. Yeah, I'll give you the odds for the value of that now. It's quite. It'll be quite a handsome little one. I'm predicting. The lines are at two dollars. That's quite a good little payout for um, a Friday night game for the Lions in Melbourne. I don't think they're that. Yeah. I don't think. I think that's a bit unfair. Collingwood didn't look good against uh, Western Bulldogs playing Carlton. Everyone beats Carlton as I'm starting to learn in life, and. Um, yeah, the Reds are at dollar forty. So for three legs at five dollars six seventy six, better than bad. any daily um, multi will give you. Yeah, very very true. Anyway, mate, I don't know if we've got too much else to touch on. Yeah, only words of advice I can say: if you're in the Brisbane area, stay positive and test negative. Go get tested if you got symptoms. That's all I can say. Thanks again for listening, guys. If you haven't subscribed, don't do so at wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, we are dropping this on Tuesday a little bit later this week due to some scheduling conflicts on my part, getting in late last night. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back again Thursday morning with our round four preview. We're into the fourth round, basically a month of football. We, this is flying. Yeah, we're going to be going to be all into it for the weekend, I reckon. So round four preview, all our tips, all our picks, see if we can get going. Actually, we didn't touch on that. So I went 10 and 17 and you went 11 and 22. So 
currently I'm sitting above 54%. You're bringing it back to 38% after a woeful first round. <laughs> wake up third, third round. I'm coming. <laughs> but, but anyway, guys, thanks again for listening. We'll be back on Thursday morning. Say goodbye, Koozie. Goodbye, fellas and ladies. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I don't think any children will be listening to this. Thanks again, guys. We'll see you on Thursday.